That the Lord will bless your holy name. Speak to us once again and take all the glory as you look at seven reasons why we must disobey all just to obey you. Seven reasons why we must displease men in order to please God. And seven reasons why we must always please God to displease men. Daddy, take all the glory of the honor. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Amen. I want to give my life to Jesus. Say after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you the way I am. I have no power of my own. I cannot save myself. I know I am a sinner, Daddy. Please forgive me all my sin. I believe you died for my sin and you do for my justification. Come into my heart, Lord. Be my Lord, be my God, and be my Savior. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Write my name in the book of life. Grant me grace and mercy to serve you faithfully unto the end. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Dear Lord, I pray for as many that have confessed you as Lord and Savior this hour. Please, Daddy, forgive all their sins in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Write their name in the book of life, O God, in the name of our Lord Jesus. Write their name also in the book of the elect. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, grant them grace and mercy to serve you faithfully until the end. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Beloved, please get your Bible. Start reading from the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, to Revelation before you start from the Old Testament. Prayerfully join the Bible-believing church where they will teach the word of holiness, righteousness, faithfulness, humility. Biblical teaching that will be based on the fruit of the Spirit, because this is all we need to make heaven. We must break our fellow ground. In Jesus' mighty name. Now today we are looking at part four, I believe, pleasing God. But today we are looking at seven major reasons why we must displease men to please God when there is clash of Authority. I repeat, seven major reasons why we must displease man to please God each time there is what clash of authority. It's very, very vital. Now let's open our Bible. We're taking our case study from Daniel chapter 3, Daniel chapter 6, and of course, number 16, and Acts chapter 8. And Genesis 39. This is where we are taking our case study from. We will not be able to read everything, but I will try as much as possible to give a summary of what we are looking for in those chapters of the Bible. So you can study it properly on your own so that you understand fully what we are saying. Daniel chapter 3, Daniel chapter 6, number 16, and of course, Genesis 39. But let's look at the memory verse in the book of Romans chapter 6 verse 16. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourself servant to obey, his servant ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. I repeat again. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servant to obey, 
His servant ye are, to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. Verse 18. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servant of righteousness. Being then made free from sin, ye became what? The servant of righteousness. I'm going to be making reverence to these scriptures. Now, let's go to the book of James, chapter 4. James, chapter 4, verse 4. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Whosoever will be a friend of the world, whosoever will love the world, whosoever will love to please the world and displease God, is of the world, is an enemy of God. Such a person can never please God. Now, number one, when man, by looking at seven major reasons, why you must displease man to please God, or why you must always please God, just to displease man. Most especially when there is word clash of authorities. Responsibility. Don't ever forget this. Number one, when man rises against you for obeying God, God will rise up for you. <laughs> when man rises against you for obeying God, God himself will rise up for you. We see a biblical example of that in Acts chapter 7. When Stephen was preaching the gospel, was telling the people the truth. They expected him to lie to them. But Stephen was bold. He told them the truth of the word of God. And they were angry at him. But God stood up for Stephen. Heaven was open to him. Though he was toned to death, for speaking the truth, but heaven received him. And today, as I'm talking to you, Stephen is in heaven. This is better than a believer that will be alive telling lies, telling lies, telling lies, and be heading gradually to hell every day. It is better one speak the truth, he dies, he goes straight to heaven, than to be alive promoting the ministry of the devil and heading to hell gradually. Because when the devil will strike, you will not know the time. So this is number one reason why you must learn to displease man just to please God. When man you displeases, rises up against you, God will rise up for you. And you know what it means for God to stand for you. Every other opposition will go down for you. Number two reason. Man does not have the final say over your life, but God. Man doesn't have final say over your life. So this is the major reason why you must strive to always please God in your life. It doesn't matter what your boss or your pastor or any man have pronounced against you. 
for pleasing God, for living your life to please God, God can always overturn their table. Shedra, Meshach, and Abednego in chapter 3, Daniel. We asked by Nebuchadnezzar to bow down and worship the God. They refuse. We are sorry, sir. We will not obey you. They didn't even put sir. They say, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to listen to you in this matter. If our God that we serve continually will not deliver us, we will go inside the fire. If he delivers us, fine. If he does not, no problem. We knew the story. That God came and swallowed up the word of Nebuchadnezzar. Child of God, man does not have finances over your life. But God. So team up with that God. He know how to overturn the table of the wicked. Just like Isaiah 8, 9. He said, let the wicked speak their word. 9 to 10. He said, it shall not stand. Say, let them take cancer together. It shall come to naught. It's like, oh, God will render in on a void. So these are reasons why she must determine this end time to live your life to please the Almighty God. Man does not have the final say over your life. They may sack you in your office for not compromising. They may take away your job. They may deny your benefit and promotion. But when God comes, He will restore everything back to you. He will. Number three, when you obey man to displease God, man will lead you astray. And God will also fight against you. Don't ever forget that. When you obey man or you please man to displease God, man will lead you astray. And God will also fight for you I mean, we also fight against you, rather. We also fight against you. So there's a reason why you must learn to obey God always. Please Him all the day of your life. Number 16, we saw what happened to Data, Koran, and Abira. How they deceived the chosen men. The Bible says about 250 men, renowned men, popular men in the nation of Israel. They gang up against Moses. They rebelled against the servant of God. Those 250 princes, they obeyed Data, Koran, Abraham, who lured them against God. It is true that they pleased Data, Koran, and Abraham by joining them to fight against Moses. What happened at the end of the day? All those men, they were led astray. 250 princes were led astray by Data, Koran, Abraham. The ground opened her mouth and swallowed all of them up. The man they were fighting for could not fight for them. The God they were fighting against fought against them. Swallowed them up. That is number three reason why you must learn to displease man to please God at all times. Because when you obey man, when you please man to displease God, the man you please it's a question of time. We lead you astray. And the God you display will also fight against you. So this is why you must fear God. And team up with him always. 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 
be like David. So I've made up my mind to obey God. There is nothing any man can do not to me. My heart is peace. Nothing any man can do to me. Number four reason why you must learn to displease man just to please God at all time. Temporary enjoyment await those that please man to displease God. Hmm. Temporary enjoyment await those that obey man to displease God. Temporary enjoyment await them. Why everlasting punishment in hell await those that displease God? Await those that displease God just to please man. I repeat again. Temporary enjoyment await those that obey man or please man to displease God. We saw that at Candlestone in Daniel chapter 6. When all the princes gathered themselves together against him, they cast him into the den of lion. I know they must have thrown a party that very night, rejoicing that it's over with that bastard who does not want them to loot the treasury of the king. They must have celebrated temporarily. But overnight, the Almighty God stepped in. <laughs> he stepped in. You may be enjoying the benefit of your adultery now for displeasing God just to please your boss in the office or your pastor. You might be losing treasury now. You might be collecting bribe now. You might be involved in all kinds of wickedness now, eating the rewards of wickedness. They do not know that death is therein. It's temporary. It's temporary enjoyment. You cooperate with your boss to displease God. You divide your marital bed because of promotion on the job, benefit, allowances. It's temporary enjoyment. It's temporary enjoyment. When God will come, those set of believers are playing with fire. Temporary enjoyment await those that Please man to displease God. Why everlasting punishment in her? Look at that. Away those that displease God to please man. That is it. That is it. This is the reason why you must please God at all times. We, 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 we see that in Genesis 19. Sodom and Gomorrah. They please themselves. They please one another. In their immorality, displeasing God, enjoying the temporary benefit of their sexual urge. God was washing them. But what happened at the end of the day? All of them were burned down with fire. None of them survived it. Temporary enjoyment. Away those that please man to displease God. Why everlasting punishment in hell I would do that displease God to please man. Are you men pleasers? You know that this thing is wrong. You have just say it doesn't matter. You don't know when judgment will come. 
You don't know. Stop displeasing God to please man. He doesn't want it. Don't displease God to please your husband. Don't displease God to please your wife. Don't displease God to please your children. Don't displease God to please the government. Don't displease God to please the president. Don't displease God to please anybody. He doesn't want it. Man is a betrayer. Who betray you at the end of the day? When God rises up against you, that same man you are pleasing will not be able to save you from the hand of God. So why are you pleasing man to displease God? Why? When God stretched forth his hand to fight, no one can stand against him. The earlier you make up your mind to please God all the way, just to displease men all and sundry, the better for you. The better for you. Sodom and Gomorrah, they please themselves in everything, all kind of sexual atrocity. Why everlasting punishment in her? I will do that displeased God to please man. I pray for you that the grace to please God at all time be your portion, be my portion in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Number five, when God rises up against you, For pleasing man and displeasing him, God, the man you please will not be able to help you. Will not be able to help you. All those men in number 16, the 250 priests that helped that Quran and Abena to promote their wickedness, to rise up against Moses. <laughs> Were they able to help them? When the ground split open to swallow all of them, the answer is no. No. If those 250 princes after that, that could be that we are sorry. This is your conspiracy. We will not have handing in. We are not going to be part of it. They will have saved their soul, their family, everything they have. Everything. Everything went down alive into the pits. When God rises up against you for pleasing man and displeasing him, God, the man you have pleased or obey will not be able to help you. Will not be able. So these are reasons why you must go all the way to say yes to God, whether it is convenient or not. Whether it's palatable or not. Because it's more than able to turn every bitterness to sweetness. It's more than able to part the Red Sea for you to pass where there seems to be no way. It's more than able to bring down that wall of Jericho again. Number six. When you obey God, Or when you please God to displease man, your affliction of man will be temporary. God will turn it around for your good. 
you not only enjoy tremendously in the long run in the world, but life everlasting after death. After death, we see that in the case of, Gen in the case of Joseph, Genesis 39, when Joseph displeased the wife of Potiphar's Joseph displeased Potiphar's wife just to please God. Yes, he was afflicted. He was cast into the prison yard for pursuing the cause of holiness and righteousness. Yes, man may rise up against you. Man may afflict you. The authority may afflict you. They may lay all kind of punishment against you for displeasing them just to please God. But in the long run, God will always step in. He will turn the situation around for your good. Beloved, it is better to please God at all times just to displease man. Man, we afflict you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were afflicted because they displeased the king. But in the very fullness of fire, God turned it around at the end of the day. They were promoted. At least more than three kings. They were promoted. Daniel, the same thing. When they were asked not to pray, say, I am sorry. I must pray. Disobey the king, disobey all the president. Yes, they cast him to the den of lions. But when he came out, we know what happened. He was also promoted. When you please God, To disobey, to displease man. Yes, man may afflict you. But that affliction is temporary. It's temporary. In the process, God will step in. He will turn it around for our good. And you will not only enjoy tremendously the benefit of pleasing God in this world, but life everlasting after death. Life Everlasting after that. Oh, I pray that we will rise up to this occasion of pleasing God at all times to displease men. Number seven. When you obey man, or when you please man to displease God, you make man Devil and demon, your friends. Don't ever forget that. When you obey or displease, when you obey or please man to displease God, you make man, devil and demons, your friends. Why God, angel and host of heaven, your enemies, your enemies. That is, if you please God, He, God, become your friend. If you please man, you make Satan your friend. We saw that in Romans chapter 6, verse 16 and verse 18, and James 4 4. So friendship with this war is enmity with God. So when you choose to please man, to please the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. 
and that is her fire at the end of the day. Romans 6, 16 and 18. It says, whosoever you yield yourself to, obey. It says you are servant to that person. Whether disobedient unto death or righteousness unto life eternal. So the choice is yours. If you choose today all the way to please God, you make God, his angel, host of heaven, your friends. If you choose all the way to displease God and to please man, you make man, devil, and demons your friend. And at the end, a fire. May that not be your portion. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And let me talk a little bit there about Smith Wigglesworth and his dear wife. I've said in some of my messages. Smith Wigglesworth was one of the most powerful God generals. Father of faith. You know, there was a, there was a time he basleted. I could not, I could not you know, actually remember the period, but I know it was in their early stage of Christianity. So he told the wife, no more church in this house again. The wife says, Smith, I love you, you are my husband. I must submit to you as my husband. I must also submit to the Lord Jesus Christ at the head of the church. Jesus is the head of the church. We all must submit to him. You, my head as my husband, I must submit to you in the home. So anything that has to do with the family, I must submit to you. Anything that has to do with the church, I submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. So you can't stop me. Besides, it is written, forsake not the assembly of ourselves together. So the wife keep on going to church. It got a appointment. God's word locked the wife outside in the cold when she was coming back from church at night. So the woman slept outside. Wrap herself together with the clothes she put on. Early in the morning, Smith went to open the door. She saw the wife in the cold. And the wife greeted him. She said, Honey, what would you like me to fix for you for breakfast? As Smith Wigoso was broken down. When she saw the reaction and the attitude of the wife. And based on that, Smith Wigoso's word, faith was restored back. Say that thing that makes you to love me in spite of this weakening I've shown you, I want it. This same Smith we go swore. When he came back to the faith, he shook the foundation of her. He raised over 21 dead bodies according to history. I might be wrong, I might be right, but I'm saying according to history. He shook the foundation of her. Men like Reabonki, Kenneth Hagen, so many of them that are late now. They cut away the fire of Smith Wigglesworth. Let us assume that the wife had chosen to please the husband, to displease God. Who knows? Maybe they both more have ended in hell. Husband, don't make yourself God to your wife when it comes to things of God. You did not die for your wife. You do not pay the price for the salvation of our soul. You are a temporal husband. Temporal man, Jesus is the everlasting husband. Don't stop that woman from going to church. And woman in the home, submit to your husband. But then that has to do with your faith. Make sure you submit to God. After the Bible says, submit to say one to another. But these are seven major reasons why we must always 
living our life to please God no matter what. Because man, we fear you. Your husband cannot deliver you from hell. Your wife cannot deliver you from hell. Neither your children. So don't let any one of them make you to displease God for any reason whatsoever. Your friend cannot help you. Even with ministers, we can't help you. We need help too. We're only being supernatural by the grace and mercy and the anointing of God. Don't ever, and I repeat, don't ever, and I repeat, don't ever displease Paul just to please mere mortal that today is, tomorrow is no more. Lift your hand to God and begin to appreciate him for this world. Seven reasons why I must always please my God. To displease man. I thank you, Father Lord, for your word. We receive grace to always please you and to displease man in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We receive grace, Father, to always please you and to displease all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I receive grace to always please you to displease man. In the name of our Lord Jesus, I receive grace to always please you, to displease man, even to displease myself. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I receive grace, O God, to always please you and to displease man and my very self. In the name of our Lord Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Say, Father, empower me to always please you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, empower me, O God, to always live in my life to please you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, empower me, O Lord, to always live in my life to please you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Pray like this. Say, power, forcing me against the will of God, forces of hell, save forcing me against the will of God. Be bound to death, be bound to destruction. Be bound to death, be bound to destruction. Lose your grip and hold for my life in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and be cast into the deep fire of the Holy Ghost in the name of our Lord Jesus. Be bound to death, be bound to destruction. Lose your grip and hold for my life and be cast into the deep fire of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. I may pray that this compel the anointing of the Holy Ghost, compel the spirit of the Holy Ghost that will compel me to always please my God. Arise, possess me now. Arise, take over my life now. Arise, possess me now. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the compelling power of God that will compel me to always please my God. Oh, arise and take over my life. In the name of Jesus, arise, possess me now, compel the anointing. Now we compel me to always do that that God wants me to do at all times. Rest mindfully upon my life, family, and ministry, now and forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen. In Jesus' name. Beloved, please share the word of God with as many people as possible. And as many of you, maybe the world have touched you, you want to assist our ministerial work. By your right hand key, you, you touch it there, it will bring out our account details. 
can be a blessing to us as the Lord have laid in your heart. Please don't ever forget this. Remain ever holy and ever faithful. Corruption is at hand. Live your life as if today is the last day you will live. Live your life to please God. And don't forget to visit us on my YouTube channel, Takin Yemi Isaiah. If you have not subscribed, subscribe and listen to those messages and so share with as many as possible. Remain ever holy and rapturable in Jesus' name. Amen.